This episode is brought to you by Tabletop Dominion, purveyors of handmade dice and artisan gaming accessories. Why not head over to tabletopdominion.com and use the code BELLOW to enjoy 10% off your order. Who knows, maybe you will find your very own blue dice of power. Hello and welcome to the Billowing Hilltop Podcast. I am sitting in the command pod with Lucas. Hello, Lucas. Hello. How are you doing? How is fine? How is your spidology coming along? We've had comments about your spider science, by the way. On social media. <laughs> really? Yeah, really. Like what? Oh, people I- just amazed that you actually had some spider-based knowledge, you know, thought that we were joking. Yeah, that was only because I follow an astrophysicist who noticed this comment about the the faked information so i only knew about that because about oh, okay. astrophysics but anyway it was, <laughs> yeah there's quite a lot of scandals going on at the moment about fake data that just happened to be one of them that talking of astrophysics you're cross about something <laughs> we are by the way this is the intro for the second this is the thing about the command pod because we exist both in the yes, future we can and talk the about past. timelines as well in a minute well if you want to yesterday we recorded an episode that is going out after the episode that we're talking about now yes which you haven't heard because it's the second uncle buggy episode and i had to keep the second uncle buggy episode from you to your own good times obviously collapsed in a wormhole well i had to prevent i had to prevent metagaming i mean or rather i had to prevent even more metagaming than there usually is yes that's where we are so we're talking before something that's happened that you have don't know about that happened in the past but actually Last night... Everything came together. ...was very squeakily tense little session, I thought. Oh, my God. I was emotionally drained at the end of it. Readers, this will probably surprise you, because not many of our um, sessions are that exciting. Maybe we're just misremembering it, but as combats in the Age of Worms go, it was about as down to the wire as it can possibly be. Yes. Anyway, that's coming to a podcast device near you, dear readers. Soon. In a... Well, I'm trying to work that out, actually, in about three or four weeks, I think. From now, That's yeah. when that will come out. Yeah, I've got to edit it first. Now, mm. if you were cross about planets, what's your problem with planets? Well, you have a problem, as I understand it, with my anus. I, yeah, well, first of all, I mean, obviously, as we know at the beginning, it used to be called uterus. But my anus is funny. Obviously, the, I, well, of course, my anus is funny. In so many ways. Although, would it and, not be funnier well, if it was written that way, but actually pronounced muenus? In a sort of Carl Sagan oh, kind of... well, possibly. <laughs> That's another reference for the oldies, I think. Yeah, so you had to sort of... Joanna yeah. thought that my anus was funnier, and uh, <laughs> I agree with her. These things happen, that's why it's been changed. I suppose some people could call it myus, in the way that some people Uranus. call it Uranus, yeah. and some people call it... Yeah, Uranus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Myanus. Myanus is what you call it. In order to avoid giggling in the classroom. Yeah. But everybody knows that then in their head they hear my anus, so yeah. it doesn't matter. There was some planetary stuff oh, last yeah. night we can't really talk about. Well, we can't really talk about because it's not happened yet. Yeah, but what we can talk about is, I mean, well, I, just a correction. I just noticed that in the first Uncle Buggy episode, you uh, yeah. listed the planets. I got it wrong. And it's sat, yes. and you said sat-nav theme tune, Munus. Yes. It's the, other way, stop, it's the other way around. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. <laughs> sat-nav. <laughs> My anus, yeah, and then theme tune, yes, that, and then be. the hero of Spang. That is yeah. the correct order. Well, whatever. It's you know, it's D and D. Maybe I've moved them around. Yeah, 
something I put on social media the other day, it, it occurs to me, having listened back to a couple of recent episodes, that there are these repeated themes. And I love to pretend that these are all, you know, ideas that have been woven into the story with some sort of forethought, but they're not. <laughs> Clocks, mirrors, cosmology. Mm. There was something else. I can't forgotten what it was. Imposters, people who Imposters. are not. Yes, who that's right. Pe- yes, if it is the real Parker, people who are not who they appear to be. And that those themes seem to come up a lot. Now, I don't know whether or not there was some editorial oversight when they were producing the Age of Worms Adventure Path. I don't know who edited the whole thing together because it's all written by individuals, right, each section. But maybe James Jacobs, I think, might have been the editor. He's still at Paizo, is he? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so maybe there's a bit of Do that. Do you think he had that then, idea originally and sort of got everybody to write I have no a story idea. around those themes? When it was first released, it was set in Greyhawk. Or a sort of version of Greyhawk that you could adjust, and we've moved it to our shambolic setting of Hearth. Whether or not there was a sort of overarching story that they got, they must have got people to write to points in the story. That's yes, my I mean, I'm assuming you do that when you say, look, we're going to do this 12 book yeah. series, and everybody has to yeah. write to the following themes so that there's you know some kind of thread that does work through the whole thing otherwise it would just be 12 disjunct yeah. stories but then i've been dropping lots of clocks and mirrors yeah in seven years bad luck into the story in the bits that we've been bolting mm-hmm. on to the main structure because we left them we left the book ages ago lucas we haven't been playing the the actual written age of worms adventure path since yes you mentioned Ilfane's this cave. in the intro a few weeks ago ilthane's cave i think was the last time that we played any actual yeah. age of worms off the book since then we've been off on some random whatever we've had the whole even star thing we had the whole casino bit all of that all of the stuff with them um, ocaral yeah. in the hotel room and the hinge head and the parasites to whatever extent we've discovered what's going on with them And all of the Uncle Buggy stuff, and that's all just, we've had to just lay out tracks in front of ourselves as we've been going. Yeah, but as you mentioned, we now have the ability to teleport basically everywhere. So, of course, it means that, you know, the the, the whole world in which we live is effectively collapsed into a very small space, right? Yeah, and that happens in a lot of D&D campaigns. The presumption that you can teleport is baked into some of the later books, I think. But, I mean, given the times in this campaign so far they've been incredibly yeah. quick well that's all dnd is silly like that in theory this is so, some grand adventure that that would take weeks and weeks and weeks but yet what we've got through and i mean you know we we have zeech's ball coming up and it's still like four yeah. days away or something or five even okay so it is currently um well we negotiated the magic and then we discovered yeah, you, that the very rare item is going to take eight days yes then, so it is Moonday, the 15th of Fart, as things currently stand with your characters. We don't know about Buggy. Your uncommon items will be ready tomorrow. That's Tonge, the 16th of Fart. Yes. Your rare items will be available on Thump Day. That's, That's equivalent right. of Thursday. Yeah. Very rare items will be available next Moonday. Yeah, so I mean, but, and Monday. the two days, it's, there, it's basically two days, two the, days. The party's on the 20th. Yeah, so yeah. you've got two days uncommon, two days rare, two days party, two That's days it, exactly. very rare. And so back to our to cosmology, the conjunction, the next conjunction, oh, that was the thing. according the orrery to the orrery, beginning to sort That's of also on the 20th. The day of the... The day of Zeech's gala, yes. But your experience has been thus far in the only other time that you actually experienced a conjunction whilst yeah. in possession of the orrery was that actually it was on midnight as you cross into that day 
the yes. orrery starts to do so stuff. So it'll be so, cross into the midnight. So we'll have it at midnight, and then we'll have the whole day, and then Zeech's ball will be in the evening. That's exactly it. Yes. And I think that we started, the whole thing started in Fumbulary. I think yes, it was like fumbulary. the 5th of Fumbulary or 4th yeah. of Fumbulary or something like that. So this whole thing has been going for about six weeks. Yeah. Five or six so weeks. 150 episodes has basically taken... Yeah. Six weeks yeah. has taken us 150 episodes. Three to four episodes a day. Something like that. Yes. I mean, sometimes you get two or three episodes that cover the actual, yeah, you know, um, half time of, well, less. I yeah. mean, 20 yeah. minutes sometimes. Yeah, even, that's right. Or even less. Combats, yeah. Three episodes might cover the, the activity of a minute, a minute yeah. and a half, which is very <laughs> it's odd. It's crazy. It's a very odd game. Anyway, there we are. Uh, social media, Lucas. Can we talk about it? We can. Because I'm... we've just got so many social media platforms. I'm going to run through with you where we are. Because right. we've just joined Blue Sky. Do you know what Blue Sky is? I have no clue. I should. Okay, I well, suppose Blue I Sky should is, know, but... <laughs> Blue Sky is a new Twitter. Is another Twitter. Right. Okay. So we're now, uh, dear readers, we're on Blue Sky at billowinghilltop.bsky.social, I think is the actual URL, but you just look for at Billowing Hilltop on Blue Sky. We're also on Threads. Are we are Mastodon. We are on Mastodon at Billowing Hilltop. I think a lot it, of people jumped to very Mastodon small thinking groups. it was... I mean, I'm on a Maths right. Mastodon. I'm on Mastodon. That's my home yeah, server. Yes. And yes, I'm uh, sure you there's are. a lot of activity on there, but but it's basically all, you know, people... You're not on Spiderdon. No, no, okay. unfortunately not. Arachnodon. Arachnodon. <laughs> well, anyway, I don't know, I can't remember what server we're on, but I think a lot of people jumped to it thinking that it was going to be a direct... Yeah. Twitter analog, and it really isn't. It's smaller social groups. It's a great thing, but I just don't think it. Yeah, that's you know, what I was saying. It's much smaller, that, smaller yeah, units. So. Doesn't cover yeah. that. We're still on Twitter, which is where we have the most kind of engagement and the most people. It's you know. It's I have to say, whoever an did increasingly the unpleasant environment at, at Facebook about what, how they should call their new yeah. social media thing obviously didn't grow up in the UK in the 80s. No, I know. <laughs> yeah, the first thing I thought was, oh, God. It's, oh, my God. About, it's traffic wardens with yeah. machine guns. Yes. That's a bit of an odd reference. Dear I reasons. know it is. Not in the United Kingdom. You may have no idea Although, what we're talking no, about. Actually, we're not... I don't think just the UK. I know quite a lot of American yeah. people who were like, oh, well, I watched the day after, and it was like, yeah, and then I went and watched Threads. <laughs> yeah, Threads <laughs> is the grim one. Threads yeah. is the proper gravy. You really want to actually terrify yourself about nuclear Armageddon. Anyway, quite busy on Instagram. It's Instagram yeah. Do you and know Facebook. I've resisted Instagram, Instagram up to now. I'm not on well, Instagram. It's, it's a visual thing, isn't it? But we've got, hmm. you know, the occasional map of pieces of character art, and I post a little episode update once a week or so. That rolls over to Facebook. In summary, though, hmm. Threads, Blue Sky, we're both at Blowing Hilltop. Instagram, we're at Billowing Hilltop. You can find us on Facebook. You just look for Billowing Hilltop, and there's only obviously there's only one. Twitter, we're at Billowing Hilltoe because of the missing P. <laughs> anyway, there we are. I just thought I was going to get into that, and we would love it yeah. if you were to follow us or to you know engage with us on those social media platforms. Yeah. We do have people rate that, and you know, review. Rate and review. We've had lots of ratings and reviews lately. Um, Send and us that's emails. It. Oh, and emails, even if it's just a single expletive, because we're so desperate for reader engagement send us a just a the rudest word you can think of a hello at billowinghilltop.com and we will read it out talking of which have we already had a yes. shout out about the fantastic parker fan art that i have and it was, was it was very popular well, ross, so ross who did a load of character art for us yeah. and that's you'll find that on all of our social things you'll find the little banner 
Ross also has this fantastic style, this kind of much more whimsical yeah. style that he started doing our characters in that style. He's just done an Uncle Buggy, yeah. he's done a Parker. I absolutely love them. They're just, love they're just them. fantastic. They're fantastic. Again, if you jump onto one of those social platforms that we've just exhaustively discussed to the point where you're probably thinking of throwing yourself out of a window, <laughs> you'll find it. Lucas, I think we've talked enough Great about stuff. stuff. We've got yeah. no other news or information, so let's push on. It's the next chapter of the Uncle Buggy story. Uh, it is appropriately short, I notice, <laughs> but let us push on with it. Episode 154 of the Billowing Hilltop Podcast. Personal Jesus. <laughs> Personal Jesus. Good morning. Good morning and good afternoon. I am back here with Johnny. Hello. 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 Can you remember what happened last time? This is yes. me and Johnny again. We're That's back in the world of You can remember. Yeah, I'm in a difficult uh, situation. I'm trying to get out of a, yeah. a wicked okay, so cage that's got some sort of anti-magic field on it. You are. You've been here for a week now. You've been somehow intercepted in your teleport journey. You woke up in a cage after this very strange out-of-body experience in some caverns, and it's taken you a while, but now you've got a sense of your surroundings because you've bribed a rat called Cheeseman with a little bit of cheese that was given to you by your jailers. Your jailer is your brother Lugpod, the brother you abandoned Hmm. in the cave of ghouls in the mountains all those years ago. Cheeseman went on a bit of a recce for you. There's a main cavern to your north with a little fire. Your brother, asleep in bed, little hobbity ghouly form. There's an automaton that brings you your rations. That's standing inert in the same chamber. Cheeseman also wandered off to the west of this network of chambers. Cheeseman looked up a passageway that seems to lead up to a mirror that heads north, ends in a mirror, guarded by some kind of inert knight. Maybe it's a golem. Maybe it's a... Yes, possibly. Or a sword of Kios. But it's just standing there in passive, and Cheeseman avoided it. Cheeseman carried on to the west and found a large chamber. We're not going to get into the detail of it, but that chamber has a depiction of the solar system on its floor and images, symbols, whatever, of the various gods associated with the planets of your solar system arranged on the wall around it, including the symbol for your god, Irisi Bearclaw. Now... Cheeseman came wandering back to the main chamber with your brother sleeping in it and then headed south and east. We found a little dead end when we finished last week. It strayed into a larger chamber. It's in two levels. On the upper level, which is where Cheeseman is, there's all sorts of crap piled up in one corner. Bits of wire and bits of mechanical stuff, you think? You're not really sure. And in another corner, sitting on a rock, is all of your gear. Everything you didn't have in your bag of holding, piled up in a kind of mess. Your axe... And your bag of holding, which is looking a little odd, like it's sort of oscillating, shifting in and out of reality. You're not quite sure what's going on there. And where we left things, just as Cheeseman was standing there looking at this chamber, a glowing green skull, a symbol of Chios, floated up from the lower portion of this chamber and just started regarding the room. Mm. You bribed Cheeseman with the offer of cheese from your rations. Because <laughs> Cheeseman's did. interested in cheese. But he's not... You've not got him on your side. He's going around this complex randomly on his own time. He's not doing it for you. Yeah. And I'm rolling randomly to see where he goes. And your beast sense spell lasts for an hour, of which has only been a few minutes. Let's say 10, 15 minutes. Let's tie off the cheeseman thing. This skull, Yeah. it floats up and it looks around the chamber with cheeseman in it. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't look like it's got a... a but it's obviously not got a brain. 
You know what I mean? It doesn't look like it's got an intelligence as such. It just scans the chamber. Cheeseman backs away from it. You get the distinct sense that Cheeseman doesn't like this skull. And then it disappears again from view. And Cheeseman makes good his exit and starts randomly wandering around. Now, have you got any other questions about the chambers as it passes through them? No, not really. Okay, eventually that spell winks out and you're left to your own devices again. You've got most of a block of cheese. You've got your bowl of pap. You're in pretty much total darkness, apart from a little dim green glimmer from your north. Do you want to do anything else? Well, I'll do a speak with animals. Yep, as a ritual. I don't know how many times a day I get these things, by the way. Um, let's, let's have, have a look. look. Uh, it just says you can, I can cast them as rituals. I think rituals don't really Yeah, I think because they take list, 10 minutes to cast, you can just do them as often as you want. Yeah. Right. Well, I'll do another speak with animals. Yeah. It lasts 10 minutes. takes 10 minutes to cast. Yeah. I will then call out yeah. to Cheeseman and, and say, I, you, you've got to, you, you're not coming for the rest of the cheese that I promised. Um, I say that in rat language. Yeah, ratish. Ratish. Rat speak. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> Can you roll a, is it persuasion? Is that a skill? Yeah, I suppose uh, I've got I mean, animal got, handling. Um, I think animal handling is like controlling a horse, reins and stuff. I don't think it's like knowing the, I don't know. What am I trying to do? What do you want me to do with it? um, Well, you're trying to... Cheeseman's not in a great mood with you. So, although you're offering cheese... Yeah, Mm. I think persuasion is where we are. Okay, well, I don't get any bonuses. It's just a natural roll, so... Just adding your charisma bonus to a a d20. Yeah, I'm not not very good-looking, really. Not a good-looking chap. There's nothing to do with Um, how good-looking you are. We're not going to get into this again. (laughs) 18. Amazing. Wow. Well, you persuade Cheeseman to return. He snuffles back. Did you say something about cheese? Oh, it yes. Says, well, you, the rest of your cheese, I promise you. You haven't come back to get it. Oh, well, I'm quite tired from jumping up and climbing well, around in your cage. I, I noticed on your travels that you saw a container containing what is likely cheese. Oh, yes. The, this the, is the, all yours if you can get me out of here. The holy grail of cheese, yes, yes. Yes. I, I could, can't get into it. I can get into it if you can help me get out of this cage. Can you throw some cheese down for me, please? I yes, I'll, I'll give him a little deficient. bit of cheese. There's a bag one, one moment. in the room with the skull, the flaming skull. One moment, one moment. I'm just, um, <laughs> I'm just eating the cheese. Yes, yes. Mm, cheese, 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 cheese. Lots more where uh, that yes, came sorry. from. I can concentrate again now. In the room with the flaming skull, Ooh, I don't, I don't there like is a bag, that skull. a glowing bag. Yes, yes, a, a bag, yes. yes. Near the bag, there should be a gold, there should be a ring, a circle. A gold circle. A gold circle. If you could bring me that, or the bag. Actually, no, the ring would be better. Or the bag. Either either one. <laughs> I have to admit, I'm finding your instructions a little confusing. Ring is what you want? The ring? The ring? Whatever you can carry in your mouth. The bag or the ring. Well, I'll go and have a look, but I don't like that skull. Perhaps a little bit more cheese would oh. fortify me for my adventure. I'll give him a bit more cheese. There's plenty more that came from if I can get out of here. You can have as much cheese as you'd like. Yum, yum, yum. Oh, yes, well, I'm feeling better now. I've had some cheese and it scuttles off. Okay. You lie there in the dark for a bit. <laughs> I could be cruel here. This comes back with a, a washer or something, <laughs> but it doesn't. <laughs> About, I don't know, five, ten minutes later, you hear it scrambling back into your cavern. Right, I don't know. What do, I've got this thing for you. What do I really do with it? Uh, if you pass me the ring, then you can have some more cheese. I have to jump up. Hold on, give me a moment. I'll see if I can jump up again. It clambers up 
onto a barrel, up onto a little bit of escarpment, and into a little spur of rock, and makes a jump. Oh, and fails. <laughs> falls. <laughs> it falls. And you hear the sound of something metallic pinging across the floor. You hear, What's going on down there? <laughs> What's going on down there, brother? I can hear you up to stuff. Don't let me come down there. <laughs> you, I could be very, very cruel <laughs> if I have to be. <laughs> and then things settle down again. You can hear the rats scuffling about. Cheese, man. Uh, That's more cheese for you. Yes, sorry. Ow, I think I've hurt one of my legs. <laughs> Ouch. I'll try again. Yes, Terribly yes, sorry about that. For me. Yes, there's more cheese. And if you get me out of this uh, cage... There's lots more cheese. I think the uh, feat of athletics that I'm about to attempt would be much helped with the prospect of cheese, at least. And it makes another attempt. <laughs> oh, that's better. <laughs> okay. Rolls a 13. That's enough. Did it remember the rig? <laughs> One to three. It did. No. He goes, yeah, what, what can I do for you? Cheese, man. Yes, yes. What were I... you supposed to bring me? Oh, <laughs> sorry, you wanted the round thing. Yes. One yes. second. One second. <laughs> it, it jumps back. Okay, uh, yeah, I've got it now. Uh, off we go. Uh, just. It just makes it. Scrabbles briefly on the walls of the cage. Almost loses its footing. But with a six, that's in its instinct. Yeah, just enough. What ring is this? The ring of the wing jukes. Aha. I like it. Hope it's going to work. Oh, well, we'll find out. Do you give him a little bit more cheese? I give him most of the cheese. I've still got a little bit left. I say, well done. Well done, cheeseman. You had a matchbox-sized bit of cheese. I'm going to say now you've got a piece of cheese about the size of a school eraser rubber. Yeah? Yeah. Kind of thumb-sized lump. Yum, 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 yum. What is it, anyway, that golden thing? It's the thing that will help me get out of this cage. I'll get you that box if you continue to help me. Yes, yes, well, uh, what what can I do, uh, boss? The next thing... I call you boss. Yes, you may, you may, you may call me boss. What I'd like you to do is, yes. is go into the the room with the bag and get inside the bag and wait for me. Oh, I'll try. There's definitely cheese involved with this. Yes, at the very end of all this, there'll be a lots of cheese. Very end, or maybe somewhere between now and the very end, perhaps cheese. Yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. I'll take it on trust. It scuttles off. You're I left attuned to the ring of the wind jukes. Okay, that takes a short rest. I think that's right. Yeah, I think that's right. So, yeah. it's an hour. You can sit there. You're conscious of time because all the time you've got this relentless ticking of this grandfather clock that's standing in Lugpod's chamber. You don't know what time it is, and I don't think you took time to look at that on the clock when Cheeseman was in that room. What do you want to do? I am going to activate the Ring of the Wind Dukes to do the lightning bolt thing. Turn yourself into a lightning bolt. Yeah, and then okay. go 60 foot north up the corridor. It doesn't say there is any thunder. It sounds like it's just lightning. In other words, it's quiet. Do we think that lightning is quiet? It says you transform into a bolt of lightning. It's going to be really obvious what you're doing, right? Because it's, it's going to light everything up like a Christmas tree. Hmm. 60 foot gets you about halfway up the passage between your cavern and the cavern with your brother in it. And it's going to be a very bright flash of light irrespective of whether or not we're not going to get into it. <laughs> Lightning makes a noise, which is something that we can just, I don't know, we can have a talk about later. Are you ready to do that? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I mean, and then I'm going to run, run okay. as fast as my little legs will carry me to yes. my bag of holding and all my gear. How fast can you run? I haven't got my boots on. Right. So what's um, your movement? My movement is 
35. Because it's some barbarian thing. So seven squares, basically. You can make it into the chamber with your brother in a single action. That's what you're going to do. Certain? Yeah. It works. Thank Irisi. It works. And Greasy Bearclaw. The whole passageway lights up with this acid, sharp blue light. You appear in the passageway. You run into Lugpod's room. And what we're going to do is we're going to roll for initiative. I'm going to roll for Lugpod and whomever. And you can roll. Oh, that's not so good. And Lugpod rolls a four. What did you get in total? So I rolled a five plus two is a seven. Bugraft by one. You go first. Great. What do you want to do? There's no way that Lugpot isn't aware. So as you run into the chamber, his horrible ghouly eyes snap open under his nightcap and his head whips round. He goes, ow! What do you want to do? (laughs) The automaton doesn't seem to be reacting, by the way. I think I will just do a move move. Uh, Let me think. Pegging it. Let me just think. I wonder if I can do a spell that will slow things up a bit. Hang on. Um, so far as you know, you've got no connection to Irisi. Hopefully our uh, readers have remembered that. I was assuming it was the cage. Mm. I don't know, though, do I? Well, I'll tell you now, you can't feel a sudden reconnection to the power of your god. As okay, you in that case, cage. I'm just doing a move move southwards okay. towards my bag of holding. Yeah. That's 70 feet. You can make it all the way down to the cave with your bag of holding in it. Really, sort of the entrance... Can I go slightly to the west of where you put me? So I'm just round the hook of rock. Yeah. So it doesn't have a direct line of sight. Yeah, you can see your stuff, Buggy. It's agonizingly close to you. 10, 15 feet up on a rock. Mm. Not like a massive rock. You're about three and a half foot tall. You could reach the top and grab stuff off it were you to manage to get there. Right. Next, it is Lugpod. You hear... From... (laughs) Back up where Lugpod is. And then the sound of something that is in bed very quickly trying to get out of bed. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to call that difficult ground. And then the sound of little squishy hobbity feet approaching. I'm just going to see what its movement is. Okay. Not that quick, actually. It shouts, Mother! Mother! He's escaped! (laughs) He's taken the dash action. There's no other sound... Can you give me a perception check? Oh, Oof. natural 20. Oof. Plus 2, 22. There's something about his voice. It's different, irrespective of the emotion of despair, disappointment. When he shouts, mother, mother, something about that cuts through you. It doesn't sound like he's speaking in a normal voice. It sounds like there's some kind of... Summoning spell. Something around. Well, something is going on. Yeah, that's it. He can only make it down towards the passageway. You're just doing better than I thought you were going to do. <laughs> Pretty, pretty good bug raft. Right, okay, round two, Uncle Buggy. You think your brother is... Ooh, he can't be more than 20 or 30 feet away from you. What do you want to do? I want to run up, grab my axe. Yes. Grab as much stuff as I can. To swipe a single thing off from the pile hmm. is a free interaction with an object. To grab more than that, you would be using your action. So you can either take a move and then spend your action grabbing a selection of stuff out of the pile. Cheeseman, you hope, yeah. is in your yeah. bag of holding, which does look yeah. weird. It seems to be slightly oscillating in and out of existence. There are phases where you feel it's just there and you could reach into it. There are phases where it looks sort of semi-not there. It's really I'm odd. going to run up, spend an action grabbing various things, 
and then okay. I'm going to, as a bonus action, I'm then going to switch on the smoke of the axe. I love it. I love, yeah. it. I love it. Okay. I won't be able to grab all my stuff, will I? So I'll stay there. Tell me what you want to grab. So the first thing is I'm grabbing the axe. Yes. Putting my feet into the boots, I guess that's probably it, isn't it? I think if you're going to put something on, that really burns all of the time. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. don the boots of speed, grab your axe as a free interaction with an object, and then a bonus action. God, you're milking this turn. You're triggering the smoke. I think it's 30 foot radius. Let me just check. Uh, once per long rest, there's a bonus action. Create smoke up to 20 foot radius centered on the axe, which moves with you. 20 foot radius? Oh my yeah. god. Okay. No, so that's just going to completely cover. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm just going to put a little smoke marker. There we go. Yeah. Technically, I can't believe I'm going to say this. You've actually got some movement left. <laughs> yeah, because but I think I probably want to stay there and wait till I've, I spend another full round. Just got to get all my okay. stuff. Understood. A couple of things happen in this turn. But the next thing that happens is you hear your brother padding down the corridor towards you, muttering. <laughs> and every now and again going, Mother! Mother! He doesn't seem to be able to see through the smoke. Make a roll for your brother Lugpod. Uh, but he is smart enough to realise that the smoke must be something to do with you. Mm. The other thing that happens, rising up, rising up from the lower part of this chamber, over the little shelf, because you're on a kind of mezzanine level, comes the skull. It's almost like it's doing it on a pattern or doing it because it's triggered by the proximity of a creature or something. It's almost like an automatic thing. This skull rises up and starts looking around the chamber, just like it didn't react to Cheeseman specifically. It doesn't seem to react to you specifically. It just seems to be sort of wow, 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 scanning around the cavern. And not registering me with the smoke? To use a real-world example, it's like a security camera. So mm. it's panning backwards and forwards with its gaze, but you don't know whether or not it can see you. Lugpod, meanwhile, is coughing in the smoke, and he shouts, Brother, brother, there's been a misunderstanding. Mm. We can, surely we can solve our differences. He's kind of peering sightlessly at you into the smoke. Start the next round. Uncle Buggy, what do you want to do? I'm going to grab as much stuff as I can, as quietly as I can, and shove it in the bag of holding. I mean, the breastplate okay. is going to take, you know, 10 minutes to put on. So yeah. I don't have time. I'm just shoving, uh, trying to work out what I have that's not in the bag. I think it will probably the belt be... The of the dwarven kind? Yeah. Let's have a quick look. Plus two half plate, shove in the bag of holding. The belt in the bag of holding. I mean, this is, uh, this is a full turn of activity, I would say. Yeah. Okay. I haven't got that much stuff out of the bag of holding. Did I get the stuff that I'd ordered from the casino? No. No, no, that's all okay. That's all tomorrow. Well, I mean, it was tomorrow before you spent yeah. at least a week in here. I think I've got plus two plate, the boots of speed that I've just yeah. put on, the belt of dwarven yeah. kind. Yeah. So it's actually not that much. It's two items. Fine. Well, that's clothes. I'm going to say that's really straightforward. Yeah, your high status clothes are in the bag Yeah. already. You're wearing a little sort of sackcloth nightshirt. Yeah. Do you want to spend some time grabbing mm, your original clothes? My adventuring clothes. If I can do it in the same round. I think so. Right, I'm going to roll for the bag of holding, though. <laughs> On a one or a two, at the point where you try and load everything into it, it's phasing out. 
Mm. On a three to a six, it's fine. Ready? It's fine. <laughs> Great. Okay. So that's your action to scoop stuff in. Do you want to take a move? Do you want to take a bonus action? I would like to take a move action. Yes. Okay. Where do you want to go? So I'm running past Lugpod. Okay. North. I can move 70 feet. I'm assuming he doesn't get an attack of opportunity because he can't see me. I don't think he would get an attack of opportunity. There's a definite chance. Can you give me a stealth? If you want to, well, if you want to move quietly, you can only move at half speed. No, I'm, I'm, if you I'm want not to make, moving quietly. I mean, I'm not making okay, noise. Well, he's gonna, I'm trying fine, to. I'm going to make a perception check for Lugpod. He doesn't necessarily know that the smoke is moving with you, but there's a chance that he hears you as you pad past him. And there's a he chance that he hears you as you shovel stuff into the bag. So He might not know it's me, though, coming past him. All he knows is that I ran oh, into that room, it went smoky, and then the smoke seems to be expanding towards him, and then something runs near him. So it could be, could be That's me. That's right, something. But I think by process of elimination, he's probably going to know that it's you, in the sense that there's absolutely nobody else here. Yeah. I'll roll. He may roll bad. What, what's his... Um, let me just look at his perception. Oh, he's got good perception. Really good perception. Okay, he's going to hear you. But here we go. Unless I roll a one, basically. I roll a four. That's enough. Enough so that you know that he heard you scoop your stuff into the bag. You could see his little hobbity, ghoulish face peer at you. Register your activity. And then you can definitely tell that he's following your movement as you scuttle past him. And he does get a chance to swipe at you as you do so. But because he's effectively got the blind condition he's going to be swiping at you as you run past at disadvantage i haven't got my armor on but as a barbarian if i'm not wearing armor my armor class is 10 plus my dex mod plus my con mod so which I'm is the armor class 16 which is not bad armor class 16 is not bad at all right his attack he whirls his hands around kind of in your general direction hmm. and blades of sort of eldritch darkness um, swoosh out from his fingertips. Hmm. He gets one single attack at disadvantage. First roll is an 11. Hits armor class 18. So yeah. here we go. All important second roll. It was a 19. You take 17 points of slashing damage. You're not raging, yeah. are you? No. And you take 10 points of cold damage. So a total of 27 points of damage. God, that's, that's nothing to sniff at. And then yeah. you scuttle past him, and you can get back into his bedroom. Yeah. The automaton has not moved or reacted. It doesn't look like it's got much of a life, really, outside trudging backwards and forwards from the gruel pot to the cell and back. Mm. You can hear the sound, an ominous sound of kind of grating metal upon metal off to your west, off to where you think having taken the Cheeseman tour, the Sword of Chios was standing guard or just standing watchfully at the end of that passageway that leads up to the mirror. Yeah, so it's and moving towards me. Can you give me a perception check? Oh, it's a good number. Okay. 17. The clock, buggy. This roll kind of encompasses quite a lot. You notice that the time on the clock has not moved since Cheeseman first entered this chamber it's still showing five minutes to midnight and it's, it's ticking still ticking but the hands aren't moving mm. that's what you notice weird right okay it's like can I have a bonus action yeah start raging start raging Lugpod starts running after you you can see him get to the edge of the smoke and then he starts cautiously moving up I'm going to give him a perception check remember he's got a great perception oh <laughs> 
and he rolls a one. Oh my Only God. number, really, that he wasn't going to be able to hear you or make a determination. So I'm going to roll randomly. He's basically stumbling into the smoke. One, two, he steps directly towards you. Three, four, he's going to keep going past you. Five, six, he heads off in the wrong direction, rolling a four. He moves right past you. He's standing next to you. <laughs> Frantically scanning around, not able to pick up where you are. He moves past you, and I'm going to roll randomly again to see which direction. One, two, three, four, five, six. So left, straight on, or right. He goes right. He actually goes the wrong way. He starts heading up towards the corner of the chamber with just got like piles of bones and maybe some belongings in it. It looks like he's just completely with his one got himself confused as to where you might be that was a massively lucky break hmm. for you he's not the smartest but at a certain point he's going to realize that trying to chase after you is not a great idea the other thing that happens you hear the clang clang of footsteps as this giant thing it's is it a goat? large size it looks like it's got wormy qualities <laughs> right <laughs> it looks like you can just make it out it basically clangs round into the entrance to the chamber standing in between you and the passages leading off to the west potentially well you don't know how to get out of here but one of those passages ends in the mirror the other passage ends in the giant room with the solar system that's as far as it can make it definitely you can see a worm emerge from one hole you know it's got one it's got one of those conical nose medieval armor helmet thing mm. and you see a worm come out of one of the holes wiggle its way around the nose cone and then go back inside <laughs> another. <laughs> does it look like a kiosk knight that we fought in the ziggurat? It does. Well, there were two types. These are so, nasty. There were two types. I mean, I don't know quite. Some were called kiosk knights and some were called swords of kiosk. The kiosk knights, you fought them pretty much individually and they really were quite a prospect. The swords of kiosk were more like foot soldiers of Kios, like armoured, thumpy bastards of Kios. This looks more like mm. an armoured, thumpy <laughs> bastard of Kios. I know it's like, okay. it hasn't got a face, that a horrible zombie face that you could see, unlike the Kios knights, for example. Yeah, um, okay, that was looks, the nasty thing, wasn't it? The, is it a gaze thing? That, yes. Yeah, yes, um, it's it terrible. It clumps round the side, and we move on to the next round, and we start with you, Uncle Buggy, what do you want to do? I'm going to run straight part through it, past it. It's one size, it's larger than me, so I can run through it. It's two sizes larger than you. You're small, aren't you? And it's large. Yeah, I will scuffle. Okay, so you're going to run through its square. You can go 70, can't you? 70 feet? Yeah, I think I get to the single that move. northern corridor. Yeah, 70 with a with single move. I think I get past the night. Yeah, and you do. at the entrance Scuttle, of the northern really... corridor, up to the mirror. It doesn't react to you, really. You don't know what's driving <laughs> it, as it were. Not literally, but you know, you don't know what its motivation is. What's my motivation here? I just can't <laughs> get into the scene. That's the problem. Right? <laughs> but it doesn't seem to perceive the smoke, or you particularly. It's not like its head whips around as you run under its feet. That's what I'm really saying. Yeah. You scuttle past it, you get to the corridor. Mm. There's somebody in that corridor with the mirror in it that wasn't there the last time you were here. It's a woman... Is that mother? It looks like, she, well, she's just appeared oh, from hello, nowhere. Mother. I mean, maybe she was hiding behind the mirror. You recognise her, Buggy. <laughs> Do you mm. remember when there was a hinge head in the ogre's hideout in Frostanger? It screamed and there was a boar race going on outside in the street. Yeah. And Buggy, you ran out in order to interfere with the boar race. You cast, I think, Dispel Magic on 
uh, hypnotic right. pattern spell. That's right. There were four passengers on that bore. One of them was a high-status woman who seemed to be having an extremely good time sitting on the kickstep at the back of the bore, and she noticed you. She acknowledged the fact that you'd helped them. Yeah. And Sessions had recognised her as well because Sessions sat next to her at the casino in the deluxury, chatted yes. to her when you first arrived and went for well, lunch. Lots of, lots of jewellery, right? Lots of jewellery, yes. But it's her. She's standing in between you and the mirror. She can't see you. She's reacting to the smoke. I'm going to make a perception check for her to see if she can hear you. Not a great role. Well, I'll speak. I'll talk to her. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, yeah, what do you want to say? Is there a way out there, I say? Can you help me get out of here? It's it's Uncle Buggy. I'm a member of the uh, Evenstar champions. Can you get me out of here? Brightens. It's not this way. I've been trapped in there. She points behind her at the mirror. Some kind of sorcery, some kind of... I don't know what it is. Where am I? What's happening? I can't see you. What's all the smoke? Is there a fire? Oh, shit. I don't know what to do. I was going to try to get through the mirror. Um, Can I make an insight check to see if she's telling the truth? Sure. 18, is that? 18 is a good number. Buggy, there's something not right. You're not quite sure what. Something doesn't quite ring true. Something yeah. about the way that she seemed to suddenly change her attitude. She changed her attitude when she heard your voice, but you're not sure that that was totally convincing. And you're not sure that you quite buy what she just said about hmm. being trapped here and, uh, you know, whatever. What do you want to do? It's yeah. You've got the opportunity to either take another move or take an action. Uh, this is I'm basically... taking another move. I'm running up straight into the mirror. Has it got a blue glow around it? No, but then the only person who seems to be able to spot the blue glow around portals and stuff is Burple. So that wouldn't necessarily signify. I mean, you might be able to just earn yourself like seven years bad luck and some kind of nasty slashing damage. Run up to the mirror and jump into it. Okay. I've got enough movement. You have. Buggy, as you run up to the mirror, something very odd happens. Oh, shit. First of all, I'm going to make a roll, a perception check for this woman as you run past her in the smoke she rolls a 20 she clearly clocks you as you're running towards her you can see her swing round and her slightly confused slightly pleasant demeanor just disappears she looks suddenly feral like her teeth bare not a smile a snarl there's an element of canine sharpness to those teeth and a sudden kind of flash in her eyes and then very briefly, like the flickering of subliminal advertising, suddenly she's no longer this woman. She's this awful beast, <laughs> large, looming, part worm, part octopus, part insectile, like a weird kind of mashup of awfulness, wreathed in this dreadful stench. And then suddenly she is herself again. Could you give me a wisdom save please as you see this awfulness you feel like you're going to have to somehow shake off the urge to sort of freak out when you see it is it a frightened thing does it have advantage against frightening it is against fear yes so it's plus two. First roll 14, 14. let's see how you do with the second, the second roll. roll oh dear that is insufficient I use my urt dice can I Ert is is always with you, Uncle Buggy. 
Yes. So you can roll again and add a D8. Just one of just them. Once. Just once. Yeah. So 14. Okay. So roll the yeah. D8. This is going to be very important. I know what you need. There we go. Oh. An eight. <laughs> okay. 22. 22 is enough. You shake off the urge to just lose your mind as you see this thing, and you can keep running past it and jump into the mirror. As you throw yourself into the mirror... Oh, thank God for that. It's not glass. It's like throwing yourself into the surface of a lake or something. There's a sort of... Are you falling? Are you flying? It's a weird sensation during the transition. Like the reverse of that odd sensation you had before you awoke in the cage. If you remember then, you felt a weird sense of, like, deceleration. Mm. If you'd been travelling at speed and then suddenly you had slowed down. Now it feels like you're suddenly sped up. And then you emerge from the mirror and you're moving at speed because you're running. And you just kind of burst into this corridor. It's got flagstones. It's got walls. It's not cavern anymore. Mm. It's bathed in this weird flickering green light. You can hear Mm. the buzz of arcing electricity coming from round the corner from you. You can hear squeals and screams, and off to your side, there's a barred gate that looks into another room. There's a desk in front of you. You can hear squeals and screams from all around you. And we'll find out where you've landed yourself, Uncle Buggy. Is it out of the frying pan into the fire? Is Cheeseman in your bag of holding? I hope so. I'd like to make him a pet. Where we pick things up next time. Nice. He's a good companion. Cheeseman. He's a loyal, yeah. cheese-obsessed creature. Yeah, I want to give him loads of nice cheese. Well, make him my pet. If you live long enough, maybe you'll get the chance. The Billowing Hilltop Podcast is a Billowing Hilltop production. Dungeons and Dragons is a trademark of Wizards of the Coast. The Prince of Red Hand and Age of Worms are copyright Paizo. The Prince of Red Hand was written by Richard Pett. Music is from Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com and is used with thanks under the Creative Commons license. Additional music and sound effects come from the wonderful Sirenscape. All other original material is copyright Billowing Hilltop. Role-playing games are all about getting people together and we use Roll20 as our tabletop, the perfect place to host your game and Discord to host our chat. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.